All right, so let's go through this. So <clears throat> here's what I want you to understand. Um, most of us look at God from an old covenant mindset, and uh, he goes, you know, I'm going to give you relationships that you can understand. As a father, this is one I'm going to use the example, as a father and a son or a husband and a wife. And so here's what I do with my kids. Solomon, I'm surprised he could stand awake playing guitar this morning because he, was, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't used to that. So I said, this is what I used to do for four years in a row at the Air Force Academy. I got three hours of sleep, and this is what you do. So I said, it's good training for you. And um, in fact, that's why I told him, it, uh, I said, hey, I know there's not going to be that many people here because there was a ton of people with me out in Phoenix for a leadership meeting, and then I just knew New Year's, half the worship, everybody's gone. And I said, Salma, we're going to be there because it's just a, it's, it's just a, it's a, um, it's just what you do. Does, does that make sense? So uh, it's really like lessons for people. I go, I just want people to know that we're committed and uh, into you, not anything else. And so I think it's a great lesson for my kids too. They go, I don't care how long do we get to sleep as long as we we get that's it it is what it is follow me but um, I think like this if Solomon I wouldn't do this and I don't think you would either with your kids like Dave and Rose uh, we don't go um, in a father-son relationship we don't do something like this is that you know they're coming into high school age or college or whatever and go here's how I want you to live Robert is I'm going to give you a command you need to hear my voice and I'm going to give you a command and then you need to go obey me that is a weird father-son relationship. We don't do that in natural. What do we do? We go, hey, Solomon, what do you enjoy? What do you love? There's these gifts that you have. What do you want to do with your life? Isn't that how we do it? And then we go, what are you passionate about? What are you inspired in? And you should go do that. But somehow we treat God differently. We go, Lord, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Isn't that how we do it? That is a servant relationship. And uh, that is not what we do. We don't do that. What we do with the Father, we go, Lord, here's how the, what we do is what, not what he wants. And I'll show you that scripturally. Is what, what needs to happen, guys, is we go, uh, God lives through us. And he lives from the inside out. And so we're still trying to do this old covenant thing. Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll obey it. How many of you guys have ever been there? And then you get this teaching like, well, go back to when you last heard God because you're missing it and uh, obey him. And I'm like, well, they're looking for this audible voice for something to go obey. You're no better than the Israelites at Mount Sinai. Lord, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. So we do this nonsense. We go, all right, Lord, I just want to be obedient. I've said it. Haven't we? But that's not how I treat my kids. Like, okay, Solomon, this is what you're going to do. Uh, I don't know where Beth is, but this, this, is kind of, this is the kind of whacked out stuff that I have to deal with. So these prophecy people come and go, you're not supposed to worship. How many of you guys know Beth Elston can worship pretty well? She goes, your gift is to be an intercessory prayer and you're out of, you're out of uh, covenant or whatever nonsense language they use. As, you know, some prophet came in and did their ridiculous thing. God showed me you're, not, you're supposed to do intercessory prayer, not worship. Really, Lord? I hate praying. That's what she told me. <laughs> so, I love that honesty. I go, I do too, Beth. I hate it. So, because uh, it's so much more simple than what we're taught. We ask and we receive. Thank you, Father. That's the simplest prayer book in the world. I love that. And so that's the new covenant. But you know what? Because we hear this kind of stuff. And I said, Beth, I'm so sorry that somebody told you that. If I wish I would have known that, I would have corrected that immediately. I go, what do you want to do? I love to worship. I go, then that's what he wants you to do. It's exactly how my kids, I do it with my kids. Solomon, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? Well, Solomon, I think you should be a doctor. I hate being a doctor. Be obedient. That's how we treat the father. And he goes, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve you. So we're going to go through that. Amen? So anyway, how do we treat our kids? We don't tell them what they're going to do with their lives and their job is to listen and be obedient. No, we want them to follow their heart. Well, guess what? In the new covenant, guess how he works? Through your heart. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to the conclusion, but I'm telling you this. is Here's how it works. Here's how you hear the voice of God 100% accurately every time. What do you want to do? You've got to trust that he's living through you, and what he put a desire in your heart. Whatever that is, he put it there, and that's how you know the voice of God. And you can't miss it. Amen? This is what I want to do with my life. This would make me joyful, Lord. Exactly. I know how you're wired. I created you, so I put that desire in you. Now go trust it. That's the voice of God that we'll never, you'll never miss. Somehow we're looking for gold to fall out or a feather or a tooth to turn to gold. Somehow that, there's God's presence. He goes, I don't do stuff. I'm in here. 
I live through you, and you need to trust that I'm living my life through you. If we're still out of this old covenant weirdness that listen to the voice, the audible voice of God, somehow you hear people, I remember when we were first saved too, it's like, I heard God this morning. I remember thinking, what's wrong with me? I don't hear him. Because I think I'm going to be riding down the road and this is God. You know, and I'm like, so mentally, I, I used to think this, I'm like, well, I'm not nearly as spiritual as them. They heard God every day. Like, God told me this today. I'm like, so you ever, you ever, she's like, no, well, let's fast more. That didn't work, right? I just got irritated more. We argued more the fast because we got grumpy. We were angry. We needed a Snickers after that. Everything, it was, it was just, it's old covenant ridiculousness. The more I learned, it goes, no, I, I'm that voice inside you that you know because I put the desire there and I'll follow your heart. And so I would encourage you, I was just with my sister too, and, and uh, um, this goes so perfectly with this message. And Jay Marlowe, we were just talking about this. Is, uh, go Google Steve Jobs. He was the founder of Apple. His graduation address to Stanford University. There are so many life lessons in that. And, uh, and basically he says this. He said, listen, he goes, because he was just diagnosed with cancer, et cetera, and he goes, this became very real to me. That uh, he said, how many guys... Most of you guys aren't working Monday, but let's say it's Tuesday. How many of you guys are totally excited to do what you're about to do on Tuesday if you knew it was the last day of your life? And he goes, if the answer is no too many days in a row, you better change because one of these days you're going to be right. That is the last day of your life. And he said, you know what? Follow your heart. In, in this, it's so powerful. And I just think this is a message not only for adults, but especially for the kids, is follow your heart and your intuition. Somehow it knows what you already want to become. And he doesn't know it, but these the secular guys understand Christianity better than most Christians. He goes, I followed my intuition because there was something that, that I desired in there, and I just pursued that desire. And it's okay, because hey, some of you guys, he put a desire in you to be a billionaire. And then the, the church will come along and go, Lord, but not my will, your will. And I'm like, he put that desire in there for you to go do that. That's his will, because he's living his life through you. And then we get this strange teaching that, well, that's just in the flesh. No, they're totally missing it. The flesh is me trying to receive the promises of God based on my effort versus the spirit just believing the right thing. So spirit and flesh are opposite. So don't, I was just telling somebody that. I go, he's like, I just want to make a pile of money. I go, God, put that in your heart. It's not fleshy. It's, that means your desire to go do that and go kill it. That's what you're going to be happy doing. Isn't that true? So if, if, you, if that's not your desire, then that's not your desire. You're not any more spiritual than the other guy. Amen. So just follow your heart. That's, that's how he talks to you every day. So let's go through this scripturally so you don't think I'm losing my mind, all right? Um, anyway, so we struggle to hear God's voice on the outside. Lord, I just want to, I'm going to, this new year, I'm going to set time away to hear your voice. Some of you guys already did that, so. Um, I'm going to set aside, I don't mind that, but I'm going to show you how to do it scripturally so you can't miss it. And it's really, I already told you what it is. It's, there's something in you. Go, Lord, I just want to quiet myself, and this is what I'd love to do. I'm not trying to listen for him to tell me, go do this and be obedient because I'm old covenant. Follow me? So it's really the most accurate way is just follow what he's already put in there. He goes, I'm going to make this so easy you can't miss it. It takes a theologian to teach you how to miss it. I'm going to put desire in you, and then we need to go to another class to make sure we're hearing the right voice. How to make sure it's the right voice. Well, wait a minute. Just... Get set aside time to hear his voice. No, that's not enough because now you need to set aside time to make sure it wasn't your voice and it was his voice. I'm confused, man. I want to punt. Just, I used to, before I became a Christian, it was simple. Man, this is what I want to do and I'm just going to go kick butt because I believe God likes me and we're going to go do this together. And it worked. Then I get 10 steps to hearing God. I'm like, God, this, is hard. this isn't good news to me anymore. This is bad news, right? And if I miss it, then I have to go back to where I missed it and that's why I'm in this position I'm at. You're in the position you're at because you're not believing the part of the covenant about that part of your life. That's it. That's the bottom line. Follow me? So, all right. Then, then we do this. Then we think we hear God's voice. We, we go, we set aside time. Lord, speak to me. And we think we hear something. And then we go, okay, that's good. Let's go do that, Lord. And then all of a sudden we start binding and praying and Lord, I command this to happen. We start walking around houses and all this kind of stuff. That's not how he does it. Everything in the kingdom is effortless, guys. If he's doing it, he will do it, despite your binding and taking authority and all that stuff. He will do it for you. Amen? We get to inherit what he does. It's so beautiful. So you don't need to bind. You don't, so here, we do this. Is, uh, we have this vision, and then um, 
uh, Lord, I don't have the finances to do it. So 10 steps to believe enough to get the finances to do it. No, none of, no, he's going to give it to you if you need it. Bottom line for your vision that you have for your life. You just roll it to him, and I'll, I'll show you this. But are you following me so far? I'm just trying to get rid of the, the weird teaching first. And uh, you know what? Sometimes even a broken clock is accurate two times a day. And sometimes the stuff that you're doing works, but it really wasn't what you were doing. It was just God going, yeah, I, I told you I was going to do this for you, and now I'm actually doing it. And we think it was us taking authority and binding and loosing, and I'm doing this. And I'm like, that sounds like work to me. I just, I want to inherit. Does that help you guys? So let's go through these scriptures. So you don't need to build anything. You don't need to balance anything. The whole covenant is whacked out unbalanced. It's all his, none of us. How's that for balance? Right? Tip scales. All right, so let's go through this. This this is one of my favorite psalms ever. And I'm going to teach you how to interpret this correctly, by the way. So it says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to him, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, so this first part, let's just break this down a little bit. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desire of your heart. <clears throat> this, is what, this is how we used to do it, Barbara. I'm just going to serve God. Right? And then we have this thing in our mind, like we're going to go do this to serve God. So then what we do is we go, now we have this desire in our heart to go serve him. Follow me? And now we think we need to go, yay God enough, delight ourselves. And then Lord, as soon as we delight enough, then you'll give us that. Isn't that how we interpret most of that? Okay, I got this desire. Now I just go, yay God enough. Delight myself in the Lord. And then as soon as I delight enough, he'll go, he's, we have this picture that God's doing this. So you're balanced out. You're not balanced yet. Your unbelief's higher than your belief. Keep delighting. Okay, that's enough. Now you can have it. That is exactly what Christians do. And that is a weird father again. If Solomon goes, Dad, this is what I really want to do, all I do is I go, man, you can do it. It's yours. Just go. I don't, we do this weird, he gives us relationships earthly. He gives us plants. He gives us the whole universe so we can understand his promises. Everything works like that. He goes, I'm going to give you physical things so you understand me. And I would be, wouldn't I be a tyrannical father if I did stuff like that? Solomon, I'm going to feed you today, but only if you delight enough. But isn't that what most Christians do? We go, yay, God. I'm going to put on praise and worship and go, yay, God, enough, and then he's going to give it to me. No, that's not what, not what he's even saying. So let's break this down a little bit, okay? So <clears throat> most of us have done it backwards. We're going to do something for God. So we're coming from this old covenant mindset. I'm going to serve you, Lord, right? I'm doing this for the kingdom. You can't. Peter, Peter said this. If you go to, in fact, let me just read this. It's uh, there's several places. See, we're, we're confusing old covenant lordship, but let me read this real quick. So we're going to do something for God. So now we must celebrate God enough. That's what I was talking about. Hey, let's celebrate enough. And then as soon as we celebrate enough and we've delighted enough, then he'll give us what was in our heart. It's not true. I'll show you this. So God will finally grant us. It's 180 degrees out of whack. And so let me just go to this next psalm. Delight yourself in the Lord. What is lordship in the New Testament? That's what I want to show you. I'm going to, I put a couple scriptures down, but... Um, let me go to this first one. It's Matthew 20. <clears throat> I was looking at this during praise and worship. Here's Matthew 20, verse 24. I'm going to start there. So it says, When the ten heard this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. Okay? What is that? Um, I'm going to tell you what to do, and then you're going to do it. Doesn't that sound like a weird father-son relationship? It says, you know the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. This is Jesus teaching his disciples. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served. So Jesus did not come to be served. Yet the whole teaching, I promise you, if you go to a Christian conference, it's going to go, you need to do this for the kingdom. Right? Wrong. Jesus didn't come to be served. What did he come to? You read the next verse. But to serve and get his life for us. So lordship in the new covenant is we need to bask in his servanthood towards us. He came to serve us. Amen? Does that make sense? Now, what it'll do, it'll, it'll put something in there. You're just, 
he puts some desire in you that this is how you're going to tick. This is what you're going to be. You'll be excited about this. Even if you're tired physically, etc. you're excited to go be inspired and do it again tomorrow. He put that in you. So it's not your obedience to the kingdom, guys. You'll get tired and angry and you'll, you'll get upset because people aren't supplying your vision. Have you ever heard this one? My job is the, the, the man of God is to cast the vision and you business people, yours is to sow into me and support the vision. It says, do not lord it over them. Amen? Your job, ministry, is to serve them. And his job is to serve us, not us serve the kingdom. We are sons in the kingdom. Servanthood was dead, is what he said. Moses, your servant is dead. Now, I get it, guys. Is some of you guys have a heart. You go, listen, I want to go make a pile because I want to go advance this stuff. But don't say you're doing it for the kingdom. He put a desire in there, and he's just, you're just fulfilling this desire that he's done for you. Because I think if you're going to go, I'm doing it for this, it's still out of your willpower. And he doesn't want you to do that. He goes, I, I put a desire in your heart, and this is going to blow your mind. You, all you need to do is trust that I'm the one who put it there. You're hearing me correctly, and then I will do it for you. Doesn't that sound beautiful? To me, it's beautiful. In fact, uh, it, we, we talk about this all the time. As soon as we tried in business, it didn't work. But she was like, Lord, you know what? The scripture I read, it says, if I knew how much I loved you, the north, south, east, west, the height, breadth, length, depth, if you knew how much I loved you, then it says, he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond what I can think or ask. It doesn't say I serve the kingdom. What does it say? If you knew how much he loved me, then all you need to do is require it. You need to think and ask, and I'll do it. All the scriptures say the same thing. And we're like, thank you, Lord. Yes, we can think and act and ask for a lot. Thank you, Father. Wait, is this the flesh? Don't be fleshy. You don't be in the world. No, you... No, that's wrong. He put the desire in this. We're like, thank you, Father. We want to do it. And you know what? When we just let it, I remember we were having, business was flourishing, etc. And people were like, what are you doing? We're like, we don't know. Because we're not doing it. Hallelujah. And then we had to go teach a two-hour seminar to do what we did. We're like, we didn't do anything. We laid in bed at night reading Ephesians 3, 19 and 20, didn't we? Thank you, Father, for doing this for us. And Jay, it happens, doesn't it? I mean, you, you got some incredible testimonies I want you to share. Not on New Year's Day when there's like three people here. I wanted to show <laughs> the bodies here. So uh, um, it's fascinating. He's like, you know what? This is what's going to happen. This is desire. Uh, what's his name again? Can I share this or no? Dave yeah, Dave Ramsey. A lot of you guys know Dave Ramsey, right? And so their, their mortgage group was just bought out and prospering in their business. It's incredible. And he's like, you know what, Lord? I'd love to have Dave Ramsey's coming in. I'd love to just... I'd love him and, and this other big businessman. He goes, I'd love them to just invite us on our jet. So they come to Colorado Springs. They go, hey, why don't you take the whole family and fly to the Tennessee game in our jet? That's hallelujah stuff, isn't it? I, I get so excited about stuff like that. And then other people are like, I'm going to serve the kingdom. And then Lord, obey. you need to give me that stuff because look at how much I'm serving you. You're the old brother outside the, the covenant in the house. The young brother who deserved nothing goes, Lord, I don't deserve anything. Perfect. That's why I'll give you all of it. It's effortless. Does that make sense to you guys? All right. So, lordship in the new covenant. John 3, 16. Here's, here's, the, here's most of us. Here's Peter. Peter said to him, Lord. No, you're not, because you know the whole story, right? Jesus is going to come, and he takes off his robe, and he ties it around like a slave, like a servant, and he bends down, and he's going to wash Peter's feet. Right? And we, we teach people to wash feet. You can't wash their feet. Only Jesus can wash our feet. We can't wash their feet. Because Peter's like, I'm going to wash your feet. No, Peter. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. We're going to have a feet washing ceremony. Praise God we don't do feet washing ceremonies. Some of you guys got nasty feet. I'll wash your feet. It's gross. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just trying to be as real. Some of you guys, this is, we, it was so powerful we did feet washing. I get it if they get the symbolism of it. That is servanthood. But there's nothing that happens. You guys know what I'm trying to say. You get a prophet come in and I feel like God told me to wash your feet. You can't. Only he can wash my feet. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, listen, if you don't let me serve you, I don't wash you. You have no partake with me. This is what Peter's telling him. He said, listen, Peter's, and this is how we do it. Lord, I'm just going to serve you. No way you're going to wash my feet, Jesus. What's Jesus' answer? Man, that's holy. Good job, Peter. 
Way to serve the kingdom. Well done, good and faithful servant. Jesus was talking about himself when he said that. I'm going to hear this in the kingdom. Well done, good and faithful servant. We are all sons. Amen? So was Peter happy when he said, I'm just going to serve? Was, was Jesus happy when Peter said, I can, I'm going to wash your feet, Lord. I'm going to do this for you. What did he say? Listen, unless you get everything from me, unless you let me serve you, you can't partake of me. Who's me? Jesus, salvation, so so life. He goes, unless you receive it from me and let me serve you, you can't partake of the kingdom. You're going to be working, 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 serving, doing, washing people's gross feet. Somehow thinking it's powerful. It's not. How is it powerful? Lord, you came to serve me. Hallelujah. You, you didn't come to be served. That was Jesus' answer. I came to serve you. And unless you start letting him serve you with all the promises of God, you can't partake. Because partaking in the kingdom is just believing that it's already real. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So, lordship in the new covenant, how do we do this? Let's go back to the scripture. Is this making any sense to you? Okay. All right. I know it's probably offensive to some of you guys, but I don't care if you wash some of these callous, nasty, yellow feet. I'm just not. Because <laughs> that's not what it means. Yeah, okay, yeah, good, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you have beautiful feet. Your husband's the one I'm worried about. <laughs> that's right. He's an old, ugly football player, man. It's like, I'm going to wash those feet, David. <laughs> My wife's feet I'll wash. None of you guys, come on. So, you know what I'm trying to say? And I don't care if they go do it. They're just missing the whole point most of the time. You know, they're, they're, I don't care if, they, if they're ceremonial. They, hey, you thought it was powerful, etc. Those guys aren't enjoying the kingdom, I promise you. They're doing some feet washing. But unless we let him wash our feet, we can't partake. Follow me? All right, so now that we understand lordship, lordship, Jesus said, listen, don't lord it over them. I didn't come to serve, be served. I came to serve. And if you let me serve you, I'll do all the work. You inherit my work as a son, right? Now you'll partake. That's what he's trying to say. Let me give all the promises to you. They're yes and amen. But then we think we have to go do these things to make them yes and amen. Follow me? So lordship in the new covenant, he says it's not like that anymore. If you want to be great, the greatest of all in the kingdom is servant to all. How many guys are servant to all? None of you. So who's he talking to? Himself. He goes, because they were asking, hey, which of us is going to be greatest in the kingdom? He already told everybody. He said, listen, as great as John the Baptist was, every one of you are greater than him in the kingdom. There's, no, there's only one that can be the greatest in the kingdom. That was Jesus. And he goes, I'm the one who is servant to all. Now, what's our part in the new covenant? Thank you, Father, that you came to serve me. Now, all the promises are yes and amen, and I can think of some awesome promises. And all I'm going to do, you following what I'm saying? Okay. Because I, I promise you guys, is uh, we st we'll start getting in our own willpower in a hurry, and it, we get grumpy, and this might last for a little while if we're trying to serve him and do this and advance the kingdom and all these things I hear. Advance the kingdom. He goes, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What do we have to advance? <laughs> it's already here. Well, let's advance it. To where? Where are you going? Well, no, we're doing this to the unreached people. No, it's already there. It's, it's here. How do we? He goes, it's at hand. It's right here. All those old promises. Hey, I'm here. That's what Jesus is trying to say. It's here. It's already here. Right? Now, you got saved. Be a good little Christian and go advance it. There's nothing to advance. All the promises are yes and amen. You guys get what I'm trying to say? It's here. How do we get it? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Why do you have joy? Because all those promises are now yes, despite me. Thank you, Lord. I can believe for crazy restoration, supernatural stuff, because that promise is yes to me. How? This is a, we'll make this practical right now. You guys got it? We're going to give you 10 steps to how to hear the voice. No, we're not. 2017, come to this conference and do it. No, no. All you need to do is believe it right now, and it'll, he'll give it to you for free. Isn't that wonderful? It's easier. It just doesn't sell any books because it's simple. How do you hear the voice of God? He gives you a desire and then you go pursue it and you're happy. That's way too easy, Lord. I know. He says, don't be beguiled by the simplicity of Christ. Right? So, delight yourself in the Lord. So, what's, so delight, literally, if you go, I don't, I don't want to get into this, but you can go look it up in Hebrew. It literally means um, be treated effeminately. This is weird for us men. Because he's, he, not only is he a father-son relationship, but he's a husband and we're the bride. So this... This, this is what it literally means. Delight yourself means 
Bask in the gospel of grace. Be treated like a bride. Be, tr- be treated like a bride because he's serving me as Lord. His lordship in the new covenant is servanthood. So what does that mean? That means how do we delight ourselves in the Lord? It's not, it's not yay God, and then as soon as I yay enough, I'm going to get it, which is how we interpret it typically. He says, listen, I want you to just rest and relax in the new covenant promises. It'll bring joy to your heart. And when you're just joyful, I will place a desire in your heart. Isn't that simple? And so I, I get it. If you get away and quiet, etc., and you're just worshiping him and, and uh, enjoying it. In fact, I'd encourage you to eat. I know people don't. I just enjoy myself when I'm not hungry. But no, you need to fast to put down the flesh. Flesh means I have to do something to inherit the promise. That, but the very, I, you guys have heard me say that. When I would go try fast, because I'd hear all these men of God teach me this, I'd get about three hours into it, and I'm like, man, Philly cheesesteak would just be incredible right now. <laughs> that makes me joyful. Does that make sense? Yeah, but is it gluten-free? No, 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 it's synonymous with good when there's good stuff in it. Does that make sense? So I remember that, and I promise you, like, it wasn't this audible voice, but he's like, what are you doing? Well, I'm putting down my flesh, Lord. No, if you have to put something down to hear me, that's flesh. That's the very nature of flesh, that you have to do something to make that promise real, that you have to hear me better. I have to do this to hear me better. Putting down the flesh means... I don't have to do anything. I just have to start believing the promises are yes and amen now. That's the spirit. You guys get it? Okay. So delighting yourself in the Lord is this. It's starting basking, resting in the promises of God. Thank you, Father. So whatever promise, you just, you, it's not binding in all these things. Have you ever seen somebody doing all that spiritual warfare that is really looks joyful? Never seen it. And I just remember things didn't start working up and we'd go to all the deliverance conferences and do it for you guys. Sorry, you know. I'm going to deliver you. How'd that go? <laughs> that wasn't very fun for either of us, right? Well, here, the problem in your marriage is you have the spirit of Jezebel. The Jezebel's coming out right now. It's, it's coming out on me by telling her that. So none of that's accurate. <laughs> none of that's accurate, guys. I'm just telling you, if you believe the gospel, you are the perfect bride of Christ right now, and you can bask in like, wow, he came to serve me. That's lordship in the new covenant. Thank you, Father, that he's the husband. He's going to go make all the money. He's going to provide everything. He's going to give me all the vacations I want. I'm just thinking like a bride, right? I can go do my nails, whatever you want to do. I can go get a facial, amen? And while I'm relaxed and doing all that, guess what? He's going to, you're going to go, man, I love my husband. I love Jesus. And he's going to go, would this make you happy? I'm going to put this desire in your heart. And you know what's more powerful? We can say yes or no. We don't have to hear him and go, I'm going to obey that. We can go, you know what, Lord, no, no, this would make me happy. He goes, perfect, that'll make me happy too. Husbands, we, we get this stuff. Like, right? Like, when I get you gifts, I go, do you like it? Do you, uh, do you like it? No, like, do you really, no, I know you're being nice to me, you're my wife, you have to say it, but do you really like it? It's like, yes, honey, you've asked me 10 times, I really like it. Okay, good, okay, good. I love that kind of stuff, because I'm loving my wife. That's how he treats us. He's like, Rose, would this make you happy? no. I don't, want, I don't like to pray, so I'm probably not an intercessor. I love to worship. Yeah, that, that'll make me happy too. See how backwards we get it? And he goes, I'm going to put something in there that you will be fired up about life about, and you can go, that's the desire I placed in your heart. Well, how do I know it's you, God? Because I placed it there. So what's the, how do, you, how do you know every time 100% he put a desire there? How do you miss that? You can't. That's why it's a covenant. That's why it's easy. Isn't it? Lisa, isn't that easier? Isn't that more refreshing? As I love that kind of stuff. That's him. So he says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desire of her heart. So you let him serve you with all those problems. He's the awesome husband. I'm going to pamper my bride, because that's what that delight means. It means to be treated with 600-count sheets. Whatever, whatever makes, like, think of a husband bride, you know, like, I'm going to give you these gifts, these marriage gifts, I'm going to give you all these things, and I'm going to just spoil you like you're the most beautiful bride in the world. That's how he wants to treat you. That's delighting yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in him being the husband serving me. That's lordship. You guys get it? Okay. It would be weird. It, it wouldn't last very long if I go, honey, here's the deal. I'm Lord. Now, obey me. 
<laughs> We're going to have to have 10 steps to restore our marriage pretty quick. So, no, it works better. Here's what I found. It works better if I'm not casting out Jezebel and just love my wife and serve her like this verse says because I love her, right? And then guess what? She has desire to enjoy me despite me. It's wonderful. It's, it's when we get backwards that we have any kind of little tiff. But they're short now, aren't they? We can, we can be adults here, can't we? It's very rare, though, isn't it? Very rare. Like if we ever have a disagreement, we're shocked, actually. Like, what happened? Well, we got out of whack a little bit. That's all it was, is we got into this weird thing instead of letting him just serve us enough, love us enough, and then we enjoy our marriage. If we, we enjoy him serving us so much, she doesn't have to compete with me, I don't have to compete with her, we just enjoy each other. Isn't that easier? It's really easy. It's awesome. Well, you don't know my wife. No, yeah, I do. They're all, we're all the same. You don't know my husband. Yeah, I do. I, I am one. I'm just as retarded as him. <laughs> Promise. Right? And you are too. That's the amazing part. So you let him serve you. You just, you're, you're enjoying the promises. Thank you, Father. God, you're so good. How many guys you put worship music on and you're just enjoying it? And all of a sudden, you just get joy after a little while. And then you go, man, I would love to do this with my life. He's placing a desire in you is what he's doing. And you can't miss it. Isn't that awesome? Now, here's what we do. Okay, now that we got the, okay, I got it. I, I said, yay, God, long enough, and he placed a desire in my heart. Now, I heard you, Lord. Now, what do I need to do on Tuesday? Get to work and make it happen. Well, let's read. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Different translations say, roll it over to him. Commit your way to the Lord, right? Trust in him, and then go bind the devil like crazy to make that promise come to pass. You can't do anything. You're wasting your breath. He's under your feet. What are you binding? What are you, Lord, I'm standing in faith making this happen. No, that, no, you're not. You're standing in some weird teaching. It says, he put a desire in your heart like, Lord, yes, this would, this would make, oh, God, if, if you could do this for my life, Lord, it would be so amazing. He goes, that, would that make you happy? He's a, he's, a, he's a husband loving me right now. Does that make sense? Just like I, I want to do for my wife. Well, honey, I would love to do this for you. And man, if you don't have that desire, I promise you, get, you don't need a marriage course. You need to know how much he loves you. And then that, that will overflow into loving your bride. It really will. And women's the same way. He designed us correctly. And we all have our different parts and we complete each other. I get all that. But how we, how we do all that is not to go to a marriage course and learn how to, if you, I don't think you really like to iron, do you? Now I was taught this in business. Iron your wife, iron your husband's shirts. He'll love that. Yeah, but she doesn't love it. That really helps. She's ticked off because I go, honey, you didn't iron my shirt. You heard the guy. If you iron my shirt, you'll love, you know, if you really want to show me your love for me, you iron my shirt. Iron your own shirt. <laughs> this isn't working now. I thought it was going to work. Well, you don't know your love language yet. No, I'm all of them. Because if you, uh, no, I don't like all that teaching. I really don't. I, and I, I know you guys read those books. Because now here's what happens. If your husband doesn't do that thing for you, you're not fulfilling my love language. You don't know me yet. What the? What are we, which planet am I on? I started reading all these books. I'm like, what is happening to me? Love language. I love my wife. She loves me. That's for the language. We don't, we don't buy into that stuff, right? Because she was trying to do it. What's yours? I don't know. Iron my shirt once. See if that, I get excited about that. <laughs> give me a gift. That'll work. What if she doesn't give me a gift? Now my marriage isn't a mess again? No. No, that's not how it's supposed to work. He's supposed to just go enjoy yourself. Let him serve you for everything you need. I don't think she likes to iron, so I don't go, honey, iron my shirt. Right? Make enough money, go to the tailor. Don't make your wife, just do your thing. That'll probably make her more happy. To be honest with you, then me just kind of cast the spirit of Jezebel and iron my shirt. Am I making any sense to you guys? See, we're doing old covenant. All that teaching, I'm, I promise you, is just old covenant. I'm going to go serve my husband more, and then he's going to love me. And if I do this for him, he's going to delight it. Yay, yay, wifey, delight. Now you're a good wife, and now I can love you. It's all backwards. It's all backwards. The new covenant is let him love us. Let him just... Thank you, Father, that your promises are so amazing. You love me so much. I'm perfect in your eyes. And you're, you put this weird desire in me. 
And now all I need to do is roll it back to you, is what that word commit is. Roll it back to his servanthood, lordship. That's what lordship in the new covenant means. Trust him. Now get to work. What does it say? Roll it. Up. He, he gives us, there's another scripture that says this. He gives us the will and the to do. He does all of it. He's not even going to give the dream, the desire, the passion, the inspiration, whatever you want to call it. And that, all that's real, guys. So I love the, the courses that teach that. But then they give you the steps to go achieve it. Right? And he doesn't say that. He says, commit it to me, trust in me, and I will bring it to pass. I'm going to, do, I'm going to give you the desire, the will, and the to-do. You'll enjoy me as you're doing it. I'm not telling you to be lazy, but I'm just telling you, he gives you desire, the most cool thing in the world, to go, Lord, you, but man, that would make me happy. I, I think I'd really enjoy that relationship. I'd really enjoy this business project. I'd really enjoy making a million dollars a day or whatever. I don't care what your dream is. It's not flesh. He put the desire there. Does that make sense? And he goes, trust me, I will bring it to pass. How much more joy can you have then? Not only are you going to give me that dream, you're the one who's going to do it for me? Yes, that's the new covenant. Hallelujah. Now, do we sit on our butt on Tuesday? No, you'll be inspired to go participate with him. Follow me? That's what you'll do. You'll just think, he gives you a desire, man, I want to go do this. And you know what? I love this part of this business. I love this part of my profession or whatever. I'm just going to, because here's what's great. I'm going to be the greatest at what he put this desire in my heart at. And I'm just going to trust that he's going to bring it to pass. And guess what? He will. He'll serve you. Delight yourself in his servanthood. Let him serve you as, a, as, as the husband that he made you to be. And we're the delicate bride that we can enjoy the 600-count sheets. Amen? Really, you're going to give me that? You're going to give me another gift? Hallelujah. Not only that, honey, you can do your nails, your, your spa, everything. Really? She's more apt to iron my shirt if that's really what I wanted. See how backwards we have it? Is this making any sense to you? So delight yourself in the Lord so I just wrote this. He goes, you know what? He will bring it to pass. He'll bring it to pass. Now you participate, but it's not whether it's up to you or not. He gives you the desire. Now trust him. He'll bring it to pass. And that's, that's when, when, I, when I share that, like things happen and work in our lives when we really just go, Lord, this is what we'd love to do. First of all, Lord, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to rest in all of your promises. I'm going to enjoy you as a husband, that I can trust you. You love me enough that I can trust this promise. And I'm just going to delight myself in those promises. The gospel of grace is all it is. Thank you, Father, that you want to treat me like the priceless bride I am. And you'll serve me and honor me and love me. you do everything for me. Now that, when you get there and you can just enjoy him, isn't that more enjoyable than, Shondala, I bind you, devil. I'm taking authority over there. Why isn't this happening in my life? That sounds like such pain and work to me. I just don't think as a husband, he's going to treat me as the bride that I have to go through that. I don't think I have to build up enough faith to go have it when he says, I will bring it to pass. My faith is in him bringing it to pass because he loves me so much. Does that help? And you know what? He'll change. If, you, if, if, if it's like, Lord, you know, I can just trust that you're going to do this for me. That gives me joy. It really does. And anytime I'm not joyful, I know I've rolled it back on me. I didn't commit it to me. It says commit it to him and he will bring it to pass. Isn't that easier? So let's just wrap this thing up. Once a desire is birthed in your heart, give it back to him. Allow him to produce the will and the to-do through you. Now, now we're not going, Lord, I want to hear your voice. and Whatever you tell me to do, I will do it in 2017. That's old covenant. You got to trust enough that he's going, listen, this is that old way where you have to listen and hear my voice and I'm going to obey you. We're trying to hear him from outside and we think it's more spiritual. I heard the audible voice of God this morning. I didn't. I just followed my heart. How, do, how, do, how does Steve Jobs and all these guys go kick the Christian's butt? He's never been through deliverance class. He's not hearing God. God. He goes, I'm following my heart. Because God works in his heart just like he does you. He goes, this is, Steve Jobs, this is what you're going to love to do with your life. Now go do it. He goes, man, I'm joyful when I'm doing that. And that's how you will be. Does that, does that make sense to you? I love business. I love, I, love, I, I love it. So for me to go, you know what? I'm going to be a pastor and give up business. What? Well, put your flesh down, Mike. No, that sounds miserable to me. I, lo I love it because that's what he put in us. Does that make sense? Thank God he made me a Yankees fan, just like Joe DiMaggio. So, see, Joe got it right. He understood it. Thank the good Lord that he made me a Yankees fan. Amen? I feel that way. I was like, I just love it. And whatever your team is too, they can be second place. That's okay. He, he, it's a, 
I just don't want him to be second place. Why? Because he gave me the desire to enjoy winning. He, he, I like that. You guys understand that? If that's not you, you want to be the miserable, I'm just loyal. I don't like that. You, he put that desire in your heart. Thank God he didn't put that desire in my heart. I just want to win. And I want to let him do it. I believe, see, I believe in his faithfulness so much I can get joyful about it. What if it's not working out? That's because you didn't hear his voice. Go back to where you heard. No, nothing can be. You're going to get yourself out of, further out of the covenant that you believe the promise. That's all the covenant is. I gave you my death to prove to you that all those promises are yes and I'll never change it. That's a covenant. Isn't that beautiful? I'll never. Jesus would have to die again before he didn't make this true in your life. That gives me rest. Thank you, Lord, because I thought it was about my balance and unbalance and all this nonsense, spiritual gymnastics, binding, loosing, all this stuff. Binding and loosing, I can give you a quick talk on that. Binding is just whether you permit it or not. Binding is I don't permit this. Loosing is I permit this. So whatever's bound in heaven, what's bound in heaven? Everything bad. What's loosed in heaven? Everything good, right? So you don't need to bind a demon. They're spiritual. How do you bind them? That was always our question when we'd go through these deliverance things. I bind you, devil. Who let him loose again? If I have all the authority and I bound him, who, who's the knucklehead who let him loose? I remember we went through our first class and were, these spiritual people were trying to teach us, you know what? You, you need to learn binding and loosing. Fired up. It sounded, it sounded good to me at first. So I remember our quiet time. We're like, why don't we just bind all of them and get this thing over? <laughs> And then we go to the next, no, 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 you need to have this authority to bind that one. Wait a minute, I thought he was under my feet. You just told me I have authority over all of them, and only you, because you were anointed the apostle of whatever, the prophet, so now you can go do it. I'm so confused now. And if your dad was a mason, you're screwed, because you got ties now. If you ever did this before you were married, you got these ties. Oh no, I'm tied. Now what? Go to the deliverance class, and he'll tell you to bind it. I bind you. No, you missed that spirit. It's this spirit. I bind that one too. Is there any prayer that we can just bind all of them and be done? No. Oh, no. Where's the covenant? See how weird it all is when you really start reading Scripture for what it says. He's under your feet. He nailed the, the, the Ten Commandments to the cross. He cannot accuse you of anything. And he's under your feet. You're far above all principality and power. So it means you need to bind something up there so I can hear him because he's trying to talk to me through my heart. And I'm trying to get a feather to fall out and hear his voice. And if I fall down, it really works. And I see these people, they're drunk in the spirit. They're laughing a lot. They're just weird. That's weird to me. And then they get out of there and they're moaning because they just, this devil is chasing them. Like, what? The? I'm actually happy before I went there. I didn't need anybody to push me over into the chair and fall down and laugh a lot. And I'm like, for a non believer, is that strange or is that strange? I go, if that's Christianity, I don't want it. No, I get it. So <laughs> if that happens, fine. I don't really care. I just, to me, I just, scripture's easier to me. I'm like, I, I didn't see Jesus doing all that stuff. I just didn't see it. And I don't see it. Do you? And those same people that were going to deliver us, I looked at their life and I go, what? Uh, there's no way you're going to pray for me. No, I, 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 I'm a prophet. Let me prophesy over you. If you give me 75 bucks, I'll give you a personal prophecy. Jeez. What in the world? Hey, that's a good business deal. Because he says, I desire that you all prophesy. So let's just all tell people, we'll give them a prophecy for 75 bucks and we're going to be in business. Isn't, that, isn't it weird, the stuff we we're taught? Sorry if I'm jumping on toes, but he goes, you don't need any of that. Any prophecy you get should, also, should already confirm what's already put in your heart. Because I gave you the voice. You don't need some prophet to tell you. I will tell it there now. Do I believe in prophecy? Yes. Do I believe in words of knowledge? Of course I do. But every one that didn't make sense to me, I go, no, that's not for me. You missed me. Well, sometimes all prophets miss it. Yeah, you missed. So that doesn't resonate with me at all, right? This lady comes like, you're going to be a shaker. Like, what? Oh, I like my wife not shaking. No, you're going to be a shaker, and you're going to heal people when you shake. What? It just says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I would get scared if I was a non-believer. Like, what? I want the dude who's just calm and go, listen, it's going to be okay. 
He said, whatever I put, if I pray for you, you'll be healed. That's what, that gives me more assurance I can believe in that. Does that make sense? If some guy's shaking and says, you have to, you have to get rid of every unforgiven sin, etc. Wait a minute, Jesus said, I forgave all the sin of the world. I removed it from the east to the west, but I still got it. And so he's not going to heal me if I have unforgiveness? How's that work out? Did he ever ask that to anybody? No, he goes, you're forgiven. Now go. Hallelujah. Isn't that true? So is this making sense? I don't know where all that came from. So, but once the desire is birth, he's going to put a desire in there. Now, instead of us going, we're going to take authority, do all this stuff, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Just go, thank you, Lord. I want to delight myself in your servanthood, that you came not to be served, but to serve me. What an amazing gospel. And you are going to bring it to pass in my life. I, can t- I don't care if it's today, five years, I don't really care. I'm going to spend my time delighting in the promise that I can be assured that you're going to make that come to pass in my life. And I can't miss your voice because you're speaking from inside, not this old covenant where I'm going to give you a command and then you're going to obey. Follow me? I'm going to come from the inside and inspire you. Live inspired. Follow your heart. Does that help you guys? So, all right. So when you the gospel of grace, he places there in your heart. That's all delighting yourself as the Lord is. It's like, thank you, Father, that the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Does that mean I have to pray in tongues? No, I, no. that's not even what that means. That means that I get to enjoy believing that all those promises are now yes and amen. Now I'm in the Spirit. Follow me? If ye are in Christ, you are in the Spirit is what it says. Because all he was doing is comparing the law and the Spirit. He says, listen, if you're trying to be in the flesh and trying to earn all the promises by being good, obeying the Sabbath, not sinning, all these different things, you're in the flesh yet. But he goes, if you're in Christ, what's Christ? I'm in the anointing. All those, I'm anointed. I'm a father. I'm a son back in the king's kingdom, and he's my dad. That's in the spirit. You guys understand that? And if I delight myself in those promises, he's going to place something in here. And then what's really trippy, he goes, now, that will fire you up. You can say yes or no. You don't have to go back and go, Lord, go back to where you missed him. He gives you the choice, just like we do with our kids. Solomon, will this make you happy? No, Dad. So really, what would make you happy? This, I thought, man, perfect, then let's go do that. That's how he treats his kids. That's you and I, amen? So it's not, you didn't miss it. If he put a desire in there, trust me, he goes, well, you know what, I'll, I'll give you the will and the to-do to make it happen. How's that? How's that for a good husband, a good father in the kingdom? Isn't that beautiful? And then if you get a prophecy or something, it should already resonate about what, what's already been placed in your heart. You guys got that? And if it doesn't resonate, don't go, you know, I, I like how these guys all cover this. Because listen, there's only been like two or three prophecies ever in my life that I've, I go, yeah, that resonates. That, that's, that's right. You, you nailed it. Amen? If it doesn't resonate, guys, I'm just telling you, it's not him. Because I wouldn't treat my wife that way. And he's not going to treat his wife that way. I wouldn't, he, uh, I'm not going to treat my son that way. Because this is old covenant servanthood then yet. Because Solomon, here, I'm going to give you a word over your life. And you need to obey that word. That's weird to me. I, I don't understand that relationship. That's a strange old covenant relationship to me. Does that help you guys? So, all right. So how his will, here's how you can never miss it. His will, he places it in you, so that's your desire. It, his will becomes your will. But if, most Christians, I tell them that, they go, you know, this is what's going on in my life, this is what's going on in my life, etc. cetera. Uh, what do you think? I go, you probably already know. What do you want to do? Man, if, I, if it was that easy, I would go do this. That's the, his will. That's his desire for your life. You guys get that? It's not this, we have to make this hard to hear. It, uh, he doesn't play cat and mouse with us like that. Like, if you can understand relationships, I don't do that to my wife. Honey, I'm going to prophesy over you. And I want you to be intimate with me. I just gave her some weird thing that doesn't resonate. Didn't you hear my voice? Go back to the last time I told you. And then our marriage will start working. Remember I told you that five years ago? Go back to, where'd you miss me, sweetie? So I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of sacred cows because it's so much easier to just hear his voice. He puts something in there that you go, man, that would, I would love to live inspired that way. He goes, that, okay, you're, you're okay with that? Now roll it back to me, commit it to me, and I will do it in 2017. Amen? Does that help you guys? You can get to your feet. Does that, does that help? So I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to go, New Year's resolution. Because guess what? How many guys have ever kept them? <laughs> See, that's why you need to go back to where you made that promise to him. And 
No, that's all the stuff. That's, that, we're right back into the old covenant nonsense. He goes, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. That's lordship in the new covenant. Don't be like the Gentiles. Don't lord it over them where you have to obey. They have to obey what you tell them is what Jesus is saying. I didn't come to do that. I came to serve you. And unless you delight yourself in me serving you as an amazing husband, you can't partake of me. Does that make it easier? Lord, I can't do it anyway, so stop trying. I'm just going to delight myself that that promise is yes, and then you're going to do it, and all I can do then is go, thank you, Father. It's your grace. That's all it is. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Now, you will participate, but he will make it fun for you. Even I don't care if it's... I, one of the most menial jobs I had was... I grew up in Iowa, and I worked on the cattle confinement with my best buds. We had manure in our mouth and everything else, and that's why it's kind of comical to me, all the people with Purell today, is that, man, we had... In a, it's in our mouth, right? We're never sick. We're just eating stuff. You gonna eat that? Yeah, sure. Give me some of those Cheetos. Everybody's hands are in there. With everything, right? None of us were sick. I promise you. Now, did I have that? Let me. I start reading the label. We didn't. We were hungry. We didn't care what the label said, and we didn't care what was on our hands, or our face, because we're out in the middle of this cow pasture with cows, stuff all over us. My mom made me strip down to my underwear outside because I stunk so bad. So the Purell is not going to do much. <laughs> don't come in here like that. So I'd strip off all my clothes. Every day I'd have to put my clothes in the washer and be outside and the neighbors seeing me in my underpants. But wait, get the Purell first. <laughs> See, I, just believe, I believe nothing that can come into my body defiles a man. I just believe that. I'm assured of that. I really am. And so whatever, if you're, if you're not there and you want to do that, well, fine. It's just easier to not worry about all that stuff and just go, Lord, I'm just going to enjoy in the fact that you, I'm healthy. Father, thank you, Lord. Right? It's easier, isn't it? Well, don't you know? No, thank God I don't listen to that. I don't know that. I don't have an intimate knowledge. That's what knowing actually is. I don't have an intimate knowledge that if I eat that, that's going to do that to me. I don't know that. I just know that nothing that goes in me, I, so the, 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 the sandwich is just beautiful to me. And I enjoy it. Stinky hands, everything. No Purell. Wait, I'm going to shake a lot of hands today. Doesn't work. Right? In fact, we were flying. They were like getting out this couple of their wipes. I'm like looking at them like, what are they doing? And I figured out. They're like wiping off the germs. You know, it's like, oh, just re- would you relax? Just sleep. I'm healed. Hallelujah. No wipes. What if you forget your wipes? There, there it is, man. I'm sick. Jeez. You know when you fly? Don't touch your eye. Oh, God, I just touched my eye. Coffee. <coughs> Did anybody cough in their armpit when you were growing up? You would have, right? You grew up in Wisconsin. They cough in their armpit. First time I saw Solomon do that, I go, what knucklehead taught you that? The teacher at Sunday school. What? No. <coughs> when you were a little kid, what'd you do? <coughs> Go about your business, right? Somebody else had to teach you, no, no, cough in your armpit, whatever. I don't even know what you're doing. Now we got government telling us to cough in our armpit. I go, where, how have we, what are we, how did I live without you to tell me I had to cough in my armpit and I need a helmet with a red flag to drive my tricycle? <laughs> it's just garbage. Sorry if you do all those things. I just, man, that, that kid's, you're sending your kid off to get beat up at lunch? He's the little nerd, right? <laughs> you go, you're the baddest dude on the planet. Your, your joint heir is God. Man, you don't need the helmet. How many guys survived it? Did you ever wear a helmet? How did you survive? Did you ever have Purell? How, did you cough in your armpit? How did you do it? It was effortless. You didn't think about it. Amen? I'm telling you, that's how it works. The kingdom of God, he just puts this desire in your heart and it becomes a joy. It's awesome. So if I've stepped on your toes, that is not my, my, I'm not trying to irritate you. I'm trying to show you how silly, if you actually just thought about some of the things that we were taught, is not even kingdom talk. Just trust him. He put something in there. Trust it. He put that there. Jay, if you want to go make 100 million this year, he put that there. That's awesome. I'll never go, man, did you check God on that? No, no he doesn't need to because God put that desire to be an awesome businessman in his heart. So that's why I love what's going on, Marlo, in your life. I just love it. It's, it's fun to me. Praise God. And all I ask for is I ask for something simple, man. Take me to a Yankees game. That too, but I want to go to the Yankees game. He said Packers game. So you guys, you probably want to go to the Packers game. Yeah, only if they're playing the Dolphins, bro. 
No, I want to go. Yeah, I'll go to that in a second. Yeah, anyway, you guys get what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm a little long-winded. Sorry, I'm, I'm like giddy right now because I'm three hours of sleep. <laughs> I just barely made my plane and hallelujah, here I am. So getting myself in trouble, which I'm pretty good at. So, But you know what? The gospel is so awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome is all I got to say. So how many of you guys are excited about 2017? Guys, I'm just telling you, just, get, get, just start exciting yourself in the gospel of grace. Thank you, Father, you're going to do this for me. I don't need to, you're going to place it in here where I can't miss it. You'll place it there, and then I know that's the voice of God. I don't need to look for this external thing. I don't need to obey the voice. The voice will inspire me. You go, man, this is what I want to do. He goes, really? If that will inspire you, now here's the, here's the second part, which is even more important. I'm going to give you the to-do. I'm going to do it through you. I'm going to live my life through you versus being this lordship in the old covenant where I give you a command, go get away in your quiet time. Let me hear your voice. Now once you tell me my voice, now go obey it. No. He goes, I'm going to place a desire in your heart. Trust it to me. Roll it over to me and I'll perform it for you as a good husband would. I'll serve you. Amen? You guys get that? There's so much joy in that if you understand that. So anyway, I don't care what it is, guys. If it's divine healing, if it's, it's, if it's fear, I've got these fears of this. Start just delighting yourself in the promises of the grace, gospel of grace. And then, you know what? It'll just occur to you one day. Wait a minute. I don't have to live that way anymore. Hallelujah. And you're free. That's how it works. Isn't that easy? Everything of God is effortless. We don't do the work. Now we get to enjoy them. That's why he goes in the new covenant. Man, there's, you, open, you enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. It was just an old covenant way of going, I, you know what? I'm delighting myself in you, what you did for me. I can go right to the throne. I don't have to kill anything anymore. It's a living way. I just, I just delight myself in all the promises, so I'm worshiping you. It's just because they're so, the promises are so great. And he goes, you know what? I, yeah, you're, you're such an awesome bride. I'm going to do this for you because you love me so much, man. I'm going to keep lavishing the praise and the delightfulness back on you. And I'm going to give you the desire. Not only am I going to give you the desire, I'm going to go do it for you. Does that help you? So that, that probably made you guys happy to go on the, the private plane, right? There's thousands of other people. He's like, Lord, I would love to do this. So who does he pick? Them. They're from Wisconsin. Not you, Marlo, sorry. <laughs> so that's how it works, man. Does that help you guys? So you can have extravagant dreams. You really can. And just trust him that he'll bring it to pass. What an awesome new covenant. And then it, it really, Peggy, yes, it's amen. All the promises are yes. See, that gets me excited right now. I get excited about some of the stuff he's planting in your heart right now, honestly. That moves me to my core. And you go, really, is that simple? Man, this is going to be big year. Hallelujah. This is your restoration year. It's always your restoration year. We're not going to give it titles. I know other preachers do all that different. I go, every year is the jubilee. Every year the promise is yes. Amen? Amen. Every year. Those were just types and shadows. The reality is now yes every time, every year. This is the year of this. Yeah, thank you. Yesterday was too. It's this year too. Every year is. Well, this is the year of this. No, no, it's every year is. Because what, what, what if that's not what I need this year? <laughs> you got to wait until 2018. What a sucky covenant. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I know I'm getting myself in trouble. I just, I'm, I'm sifting through all this stuff going, what is going on? If he's a father, he makes it easy. If he's a husband, he makes it easy for me. He serves me with his lordship, amen? And I enjoy it. Does that make sense to you? And guys, you know what? You'll be attractive to non-believers. They'll go, really? Let's see, that's an awesome testimony. Man, I'm gonna fly on the jet, do this thing. All we're going to do, hey, you know what? I'd love my wife and kids to go with me because I love them. And they're in business with me. Say, yeah, man, why don't you take the whole family? Isn't it awesome? So anyway, what's the moral of that? Either you be rich or have a good friend that's rich that has a jet. No, it's a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> no, what it means is he, he'll give you the desire. If you go, God, that would be bad to the bone if that happened to me this year. And he goes, man, if that makes you happy, roll it over to me. Trust me, I will do it. And then we're not worried about, Lord, where is it? Because we're not, what am I not doing right? That's where we ultimately end up every time. Where did I not hear you right? Where did I not doing right? And none of that's in there. He said, commit it to me, trust me, and I will do it for you. How's that? Good? All right. Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. That is such an awesome gospel of grace. Father, we just thank you that whatever they need, they can trust you that you will do it for them this year. So if they have health needs, you will heal them this year. That's all the faith they need. Faith is just believing that he will be the faithful one we commit it to you, Lord. We trust you, and you'll do it. What an amazing gospel. Father, if they have business desires, if they have profession desires, Father, if they want marriages restored, 
we can believe in your covenant. That's what it is, is you will restore it. You will heal it. You will make it come to pass. You will serve us in the new covenant. We just say thank you. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah.